0: This is a podcast of two type A girls working hard to untangle the BS stories and expectations related to this illusion of perfection.
1: Life is hard enough without adding pressure to be more, do more, be the best. It's an ever moving target.
0: And so, in an attempt to inch closer to our authentic selves, the vulnerable, messy, and uniquely beautiful, we have decided to push back.
1: Bit by bit, we are untangling society's demands of us, sinking in to our own intuition.
0: If something makes us feel more alive, we're doing more of that. If something drains us, we're going to practice removing ourselves.
1: This is a journey we hope you'll join us on. Together, we will explore insights, tips, and tricks, all in an attempt to help you uncover your truest, most authentic self.
0: All right. Hello, we're here. After a long day at work, we're doing this in the evening. We usually (laughs) are doing it like weekend mornings where our brains are fresh, so we'll see what happens after a full day of work. And And it was a long day. (laughs) It was also a long day for me, so we'll see. This could be like our best one yet or not, but I think it's pretty appropriate that our topic tonight relates kind of to that and being able to shut off your brain or not from work and enter the life part of the day, Um, because today we're going to delve into work-life balance highly requested highly requested from many people that we know um and this whole thing is like balance even real so
1: I'm excited me too I guess our first thing might be I feel like I always say this how do we define it but I do think (laughs) that maybe like defining what balance even is and as you said is that a real thing when it comes to our work life yeah, I kind
0: of, I don't know, struggle's a strong word. But in so many of the things I was, like, reading or when I was thinking about it or what I've heard before is, like, balance isn't a real thing. And there's no such thing as balance. And so much is saying, like, that's not a thing. So we need to stop saying it. And a better word is, like, work-life integration is what I was saying I a that. lot. um, And then I, like, read what work-life integration was And I was like, that sounds great in a perfect work setting, but that's not going to be what everyone's work setting is. So all of that to say, this integration is where you can aim to coexist and your personal and professional life complement each other. And there's support from both ends, like your family for your work self and your work people for your personal self and pieces that really help with that is being able to have like a flexible schedule Or being able to kind of prioritize and delegate things, the ability to take breaks. Like, all of that sounds great. And I think, is that an ideal situation? Likely, right? Many, many, many jobs, that's not going to be the case. And so I don't think I want to linger there. Um, If you do have a work situation that's flexible like that and you have a supportive environment and bosses who get it and coworkers who are in similar situations as you, like, that. Sounds like a pretty awesome gig. Um, And if you have that, like, great for you. Yay for you. But I don't know that that's everyone's situation. And so even though it's kind of what I was seeing as this new trend of what the goal is, I don't know that it's super realistic for everyone.
1: Makes sense. One of my things I put in my notes, and I feel like you're referencing, is that work-life-life balance is almost a privilege and it sounds like that's what you're saying like not everybody has that job where you have supportive leaders and a supportive environment all of that um but you also mentioned like I don't really want to linger on work life integration and it made me think like I don't even know if I have necessarily pointers in all this I feel like more than anything my stance is kind of to debunk work life balance because I've also heard probably like within the last year or two, like we all say it all the time. I myself mention work-life balance, but does that even exist? And I,
0: this is going to be really great. I didn't know we were doing a debate because I do think to some degree there are tools or tips or things that I figured out a little bit. Not perfect at all, but that it is possible. Not, It's not a perfect balance. It's not... it's not I'm 100% tuned into home and work isn't allowed or home doesn't interfere with work. Not necessarily. I mean, not. It's not happening. However, I do think there is a way where you can kind of, what, like have the best of both worlds. Yes. I think the integration is almost a little more false because, yes, that's ideal, Um, but I think there is a way – Regardless of what your situation is, whether or not people understand your personal or professional side of you, I think there is a way where we do have arguably more control over this than we would like to think.
1: Yes. And I don't think that we're as opposed as it, we both might have thought early on, because that's kind of the point that I came to is if you're referring to balance in the traditional sense, like, no, that doesn't exist. We're never going to have like, of our lives at work, 50% of our life at home, or apply that with our energy, like that just doesn't exist. Um, But that's where things like work-life integration or something I saw as like work-life harmony kind of come into play. And those do really sound like
0: la-la land, like
1: (laughs) I don't know if that really exists, but maybe some tips on how to get there or really the biggest thing for me was reconsidering like your view on it. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, backing up, like I was like, let's look up the actual definition of balance, kind of like as to debunk how we're okay. sold okay. this and the hear. traditional sense. And it said if you Google balance, um, on Google it says an even distribution of weight enabling someone or something to remain upright or steady. So key thing there is like even distribution. <laughs> We already said yes. this doesn't exist. <laughs> um, the second definition was a condition in which different elements are equal or in the correct pro- proportions. So yes. again, yeah.
0: But I did like the part of the first one that said in order for us to remain steady. And so like I can get behind point. that piece of it. But the 50-50, we're on a scale and it's even, that is a no-go for me. Yeah. Yep. I, I started with kind of listing what are some of the biggest struggles in this? Um, so came up with kind of three, right? And okay. I mean, obviously there's more, but it kind of boiled down to three bigger picture ideas for me. So number one is there's only so much time in the day. No one has more than 24 hours. Can't argue that, right? So if you're working a 40-hour-a-week job and you have to be at work eight hours a day, That's set, right? Or you have to work three shifts in a week and each is 12 hours. That is set. So there's only so many hours, period. Can't argue that. Okay, number two. The struggle is also this idea of mental load or like our mental bandwidth. And to me, that can go for the work side and the home side, right? So I only have so much mental energy to give to anything in my life so the way that I allocate that for personal or professional there's only so much to go around yeah yeah okay and number three and this was a little bit I don't want to say deeper but when I was looking into it too it was talking about the idea of a fractured identity so what that, that meant was there's kind of this constant switch in our heads. So I'm work, Maggie, or I'm home, Maggie, right? And that can kind of lead to feelings of potential inadequacy on both sides. Because, like, personal me wants to give all this energy, time, effort, emotion, mental energy, whatever, to my home life. But I've already spent X amount at work, right? Or I go into the office. Or, like today, I went to work, but I showed up late because I had to take my kids to the doctor first. So, my personal life kind of took some of the energy, took some of the energy or the actual physical time that I was at work today, right? So, this kind of fractured identity like I'm turning on or off different parts of me. Um, When it gets messy is like when I'm in the car, I pick up the kids after work, we're on the way home, and I get a work call. And whether or not I pick up that work call sometimes depends, but if I pick it up and I'm trying to pay attention to what's happening on the phone, but my kids are talking to me in the back seat saying, how much longer? What's for dinner? Am I going to make it to dance on time? Like, and then I'm fractured, right? Because I'm not fully present in my work call and I'm not fully present with my kids. So this idea of fractured identity and feeling pulled in different directions um, came up when I was thinking about this. So it was only so much time in the day, our mental load and mental bandwidth. And then number three being that kind of fractured identity that in some ways were different or different
1: things are required of us at home and at work. This is somewhat off subject, but have you heard of or watched this show, Severance? No. Okay, it's literally exactly what you're talking about with fractured identity I don't want to like go into the whole thing, but if you're interested, look it up because it's very (laughs) interesting and cool. Um, Yes. I like all of these a lot and I'm like just thinking about how they fit in to my own life and I think I was especially thoughtful when you're kind of talking about when worlds collide. I think I run into that a lot where I'm doing work at home when I feel... Not obligated isn't the right word because I want to spend time with, like, my partner and my family, but it's, like, hard to balance when they do coexist because it's not like you just shut it off unless you're in the show Severance. Like, there's no shutting it off. You exist in both worlds. This is so
0: interesting that you say that whole idea of, like, shutting it off because I put even, even if I can come home and not open up my computer, right, not look at my email, not answer a call. So I'm not physically doing the work. How do we mentally and sometimes emotionally like turn it off? Like that's not really a thing, right? Is turning it off. Or (laughs) I had a morning where my kids are taking forever to get ready and it ends up in an argument and we're yelling at each other on the way to the car Like, how do I turn that off when I walk into the doors at work? Right? Both ways. It goes both ways. And so it's that idea of like, even if I'm not physically doing home stuff or not physically doing work stuff at home, there's this coexisting that needs to be acknowledged.
1: Yep. I don't think that it's fair or healthy for anybody to expect that there is shutting off of it especially dependent on like what job you have I'm thinking of your job specifically like I feel like it would be almost impossible to not come home and be thinking of your kiddos or things like that your work kiddos
0: Mm -hmm. I think it's I, I talked about this in one of the episodes maybe the do less is more saying that like and this is a learned thing right depending on your profession or your job or whether it's a career or a just for now. Um, but you really have to work hard and kind of, tra- I've had to train my brain in if I let it, every single thing could be a legit crisis at work because it does affect kids' safety or people's sanity or big picture trajectories of some of the decision words we're making, like where they're going to end up in life. And so they all are heavy. As a fact, I cannot give my mental energy for every single one to be a crisis for me. And so that takes practice in, like, allocating how much mental and emotional energy I'm able to give to situations. When I'm in it, I give it 100%. But I have to be able to turn it off. That's not every situation. There's some that you cannot leave. Like, you just replay some situations or home life or I like there are some things that are very hard but that also takes practice right so day one on the job a teacher probably can't just go home and not think about her kids probably by year 40 you get kind of good at it right because you have to or you can't survive but like you said to expect people to turn it off is unfair
1: yeah yeah speaking of everything you just said one of the notes that I wrote down this is a quote from Um, a book that I love called Body Trust but one of like their principles throughout the book and their work is go for a C and this reminds me of a lot of what you've said to me like sometimes it's okay if instead of getting an A plus I'm gonna get a B or a C on a paper and it goes to exactly what you're just saying sometimes it's impossible to not care or be thinking about these things But maybe like letting some of it go or not giving all of your energy knowing that you have this big thing with your family later on that's important as well. Like that's when we're finding that integration or harmony between work and life.
0: Yeah, I think what I've found my go-to for myself and for the people who work with me is it will
1: be there tomorrow. Period. Nothing is going to... F- My stepmom says that to me oh, all the time. And I'm like, shut up. I have to get it done no, today. <laughs> the world,
0: I promise you, the world is not going to fall apart if you answer one less email tonight. Like, th- and it feels like that, right? <laughs> but here's it the deal. Does. Like, the list in work is never going to be fully completed, ever. You're never going to get 100% of the things done on the list. Because by the time you're done with 50, another 50 have been added. So we're chasing, like, this ever-moving target, right? We say that in our intro. We are chasing this ever-moving target of, like, I'm just going to accomplish everything. No such thing. Get over it. Like, it's going to be there tomorrow. There's nothing that is going to happen between 4.30 when I leave work and 7.30 or 8 when I get there in the morning that I cannot deal with when I get there.
1: Yeah. And how I have this thought sometimes and it feels so overwhelming to know that I put so much pressure on myself to get through my to-do list every day. And I'm like, oh my God, if I keep up at this pace, this is like my whole future. I'm going to forever feel this immense pressure where if I just let go a little bit, did less, went for my C, like how much easier would life be? But then again, getting back to what topic or episode was it I don't know um like letting myself know that it's okay if I'm not doing it all contentment versus complacency <laughs> that was it but but if you can
0: not do one of those work tasks you're going to be able to do something else at home so leaving work Or not opening up your computer when you get home. May mean that you get to watch one more episode with your partner. Or you might get to enjoy 20 minutes of uninterrupted deep conversation to connect with a friend. Right? So letting go of one thing at work allows that space to do something else in your personal life.
1: And who says that? watching that episode of the bachelor kardashians isn't as important i mean maybe someone could have argue
0: the kardashians are not as important. <laughs> but i hear you i hear you and yes if you are like physically taking care of yourself even if that's the bachelor like you can potentially do more tomorrow and i think or not. Or not do more tomorrow. And that's okay, too. Like, you're still showing up, and every day you're still performing at a pretty high level. And even your C is a lot of people's A's. So, that's okay.
1: Right. This brought up one of the things that I wrote in my notes is how I've mentioned it in previous episodes, and it's just something that's a recurring theme in my life, is how much I view and label things as black or Mm -hmm. white and I think when we have this idea that we have to earn our rest or earn like earn to just enjoy ourselves Mm -hmm. we're a leaving very little time to do those things because if you're like me that The list of things you need to do to earn that is impossibly long and you're going to have no time. Um, But it almost feels like, like for me, sorry, I'm trying to put this into words. Something that happens for me is I work incredibly hard. I wear myself so thin throughout the week going through my Google Calendar to-do list. And then on the weekend, my list is shorter, but I still have some things And I find more often than not that I'm so exhausted and depleted and I'm, if I'm in white all week long, I hit the weekend and I'm in black and I end up doing nothing on my to-do list. Where if I just maybe allowed myself some more rest throughout the weeks and had this more evenly distributed schedule, I wouldn't have to face that and I'd probably feel a lot more balanced both in my week and my weekend. Yeah, I
0: think it's so interesting that we default, like in that example, right, is like the default of who deserves our energy is people at work and the people at home, even if we say that they deserve it or the most important, like they get what's left of us and not the best of us. And that is the default, right? Culturally, I think like here, here, I don't think like this is a cultural thing. I think many cultures, it wouldn't be like this. But I think that's important to note, right? That again, like so many things we talk about, this is like the hustle culture of society, right? Um, I... I do want to note because <laughs> people who know me would also listen to this and be like, you cannot tell me that you do less at work. That yeah, that would be false. I don't. I have found and the way I work is I structure my day, my work day, my to-do list, and I work in a way that is efficient and that is increasingly productive. And I get a lot of things done at work in the day, which if I were to be honest, my wording here wouldn't be what I believe, but me being hyperproductive and efficient allows me, that's the word I don't like that I'm using, but I am because it's true, allows me or makes it easier for me to set it down and walk away at the end of the day. So, I work really hard and I get a lot of things done and I attend to a lot of tasks and a lot of situations in a work day. And then when I'm done, I'm done most of the time. Once in a while something will pop up, right? But not often. But again, I still have that internal like I want to say I'm just like beyond this and I'm able to just walk away. I'm not. Like, I still have those internal conversations of like, okay, get all this done, right? Partially because that's just how I'm built, like, hyper-focused and efficient and intense or whatever the words were. Passionate is the word we chose, right? Um, But because of that, I truly do think I am able to set it down because I'm like, I got a lot of stuff done today. Like, I knocked out a lot of things. The list grew, but it also got some things knocked off and because of that I can walk away and be home
1: I'm l- laughing at you beginning all of this by being like my co-workers are going to call me out for this <laughs> but also you mentioned like you caught call- you called yourself out for it also saying like you mentioned I don't know your exact wording but like allows you can earn your night off you're allowed the night off after you do this work and so I think it kind of just shows how you still have this internal messaging that maybe isn't your own happening and again if it works for you it works like I'm very much so right there with you but I think it's important that we're all kind of reflecting on what those thought patterns are and getting back to for a lot of us, we are showing up very differently for our family and our home slash life mm-hmm. on a different level than we are for work. And I think that comes back to just living in the U.S. where we are in an extreme hustle culture and we are sold that, like, the epitome of life is to have this very successful job and to be at the top of the ladder, all of this crap that I myself believe and like (laughs) fall into as much as I don't want to (laughs) um when you were saying all that I was I'd be so curious to see how people from other countries maybe like scale on this idea of work-life balance because it 100% is different elsewhere oh
0: yeah I think the piece of um yes sometimes I do have that internal thought of like not the word earn but like I've done enough today i've put in my time i've given all of this so I can have my night off. Some of that is is true there's also a piece though that that whole you can lay your head down at night if things are within your values and my passion and genuineness and relationships and all of those values are tied so closely to what my job is and I work really hard to live those values out in my personal life, too. And because of that, I'm pretty confident, usually, pretty confident in, quote-unquote, like, leaving one to go to the other. Because they're all within my values, and all of them, I've worked pretty hard to make sure... That choices I make in my personal life and my professional life feel aligned. So I have less, not none, but less
1: guilt might be the word for
0: leaving one to go to the other.
1: This brings up another episode that we talked about where I'm saying like we don't need to earn our ability to rest, but at the same exact time, we can't just rest all the time. Like, life requires the work. Uh And so that's where, like, we bring this up in so many episodes. Like, what is that healthy balance? And that is going to look different for everyone.
0: Yes. Yes, yes to all of that. Um, I think a piece of this is when we're looking at those of us who live and die by a Google or Outlook calendar, right? Right. (laughs) Or if you're old-fashioned like me, work is all electronic calendar. Home life is still on a handwritten planner because that's how I roll. But if we live and die by this scheduling, right, every minute of our day all the time. The key here, okay, I mean this is a quote I got somewhere else. I'm not going to claim it. But it said, like, the key is not to prioritize what's on the schedule, which is likely what we're currently doing. Yes, we are. But to rather schedule your priorities. So if it's super important to you to... Or you know that it's really good for you to go on a walk every day or get outside for even 20 minutes. And you know that you live and die by your schedule. Put it on your freaking schedule. Yes. Like, I know that when I wake up in the morning and work out before work or walk my dog before work and journal... My days 100% of the time are better. Yep. So that's a part of my routine and a part of my schedule. Yes. If I know that I want to or need to have a social connection, I'm going to schedule a dinner with friends or a date night with my husband or it's on my schedule to be the one to pick up or drop off at dance or football or... Like, we're friends with people on the football team. So, like, we all go to practice because it's time with my son and time to do a social connection. So, that's on the schedule. Yes. So, if we're really saying that things are priorities, like relationships or like seeing family members or whatever, then they deserve a spot on your calendar before your work stuff. And then your work stuff can be scheduled in around those appointments or lunches or whatever it is
1: I really need to take that approach I feel like my home life and relationships are really
0: not great because around your work yes 100% Uh
1: everything you just said reflects on the idea of how we can begin to prioritize life and not just work because if we're able to identify What are the things that even allow us to enjoy life or show up the best? Like, it is important that we're identifying what those things are within our life. As you said, it's working out in the morning or journaling. And this is one of those things that are going to be different for everybody. But I do think it's important to sit down and think hard on those things. And not have them only be your interactions with other people. I think it's very, very important that we're doing things every day that are just ourselves. I love
0: that you said that because, you know, all the Instagram pretty quotes and where I get some inspiration for this, but Michelle Obama, I'm obsessed (laughs) with her. So she had a quote and it said, we need to do a better job of putting ourselves higher on our own to-do list. You want a list, you deserve the number one spot. And you never just cross that one off like that's that reoccurring one, right? Mm-hmm. You time for you, and that may start with something really little, like a five minute break or a fi- whatever it is, right? Like start small. No one's we're not asking you to revamp your life here, um, because it's gonna feel really unnatural because culture says it's not the norm or not what we should be doing, um, but thinking ourselves as, A, a a priority to schedule, not to work around. And we and our needs and our relationships and our values are all things that need to also be on said to-do list for those of us who have a compulsion with checking (laughs) things off. Not that any of us know what that's like.
1: (laughs) And whether or not this is to a fault or not, Which it probably is, you allowing yourself that time for you is actually what is going to help you be more productive later on. Again, not that it all needs to be about the productivity or success, but that's the truth.
0: Oh my God, all the research says that. Like, all of the research says that anyone who works more than, I think the number that they found in research was 50 or 55 hours a week, which is still kind of a lot, but. Anyone who works more than 50 or 55 hours a week, their pro- like productivity drops by half. Half. Like, that is crazy. So that's literally telling us, if you work less, you can be more productive. And more hours do not equate to higher or more or better work. Right. Right. So shut the damn computer. Like, we don't have to constantly be attached Because the work you're doing at 8 o'clock at night when you're exhausted and pissed off that you're working and resenting the fact that you can't just be quote-unquote present at home, like that work's going to be a way crappier quality than if you just allowed it to be there tomorrow.
1: You saying the being pissed off at night on your computer brought up another note that I wrote down and that's just like being transparent with other people. Not where you're using it as an excuse like, hey, I'm working all night because I have this. Still keeping those boundaries. But at the same time, I think that it's important and okay to let those around us know. Like, I do have a lot of schoolwork I need to get done tonight. Or I do have a busy work day tomorrow, so I need to do a little bit of prep. Instead of trying to do it all and then being very miserable or pissed off or only halfway there because mentally you're somewhere else I do think that's that it's important to kind of let other people around know what's going on and I'm saying that to myself as well yeah
0: I think that's so true and I don't think any of this is saying like you're not allowed to work at home or you're not allowed to like get a few things on your personal to-do list done while at work like that happens right it needs to happen um I think However, there does have to be some boundaries there. So if every single night or three times a week, you're like, hey, I just got to get a little bit of prep done. Maybe that's a red flag or a yellow flag, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, we're starting to slip. Um, In our marital like dynamic, my husband had a job for a lot of years that like required a lot of nights. Okay, I say that. It seemingly required, that's a better way to say it working 60 to 70 hours a week in order to get things accomplished or to stay afloat. And I cannot even tell you the damage it did. Not to our relationship, like we still had a strong marriage, but like to our dynamic, to our kids dynamic, to his mental health. So debilitating. He's done a lot of work to get back to where now it's like once or twice a month Like, he texted me today, for example, and said, hey, it's one of the rare nights. Like, I have to work for one hour when the kids go to bed. But he's gotten really good of, like, it's one hour. Like, I can – I have to have boundaries because I don't – I'm still working to trust myself that I'm going to be able to walk away, right? Because something's always going to pull you in. One of the next tasks on the list, like, let me get some momentum and just get a bunch of stuff done. But at what cost, right? So to be aware – um, it takes first an awareness that it's happening. And part of that might be other people needing to help draw your awareness. Like that's what happened with us. I'm like, you're making me nervous. Like this is your second time this week and that's not been the norm. So if you need to do it, I get it. But I'm getting a little anxious because I know what's happened in the past. Right? So there's some shared awareness there.
1: Don't like and Canada, then- this episode.
0: Sean he'll be like why are you pulling me into this but I do think there's this idea of balance is not necessarily better time management but rather better boundary management
1: yeah I was gonna say I think boundaries needs to be another episode if we haven't already written that on our list I think it's a Glennon Doyle quote of course but it's the idea of when we are saying yes to other people we're saying no to ourselves in a sense and I think that all is around boundaries, which we should talk more about. But
0: I love that my boss is, like, known for teaching our team of people that exact saying a little bit. He says, like, if someone's asking us to go into a crisis, but that means that we're saying no to coaching a teacher to do something else. Like, he's always like, every yes, what are you saying no to? And that's how we teach our people to think. So, like, if you're saying yes so important. to helping this one person – What are you saying no to that you would have been spending your time doing? And so he's worked really hard and it's been a good mindset reminder. Not that you can't say yes or no to something. Like you can just make it calculated if you know what you're saying no to. And is that thing a lesser priority? Yes. I love that. He's really big on just what's that awareness. And I think not only, I mean, we use it in a work sense, right? But... I'm lucky he also uses it like in a personal sense. Like if you say yes, that you can help this teacher do X, Y, Z, but then you're saying no to like taking off early to go watch your kid's choir performance. Like I'm not okay with that either. Like you need to also be a person. And so, yeah, that whole concept of every yes is potentially a no to something else. And sometimes and many times that's okay as long as your awareness is there of what that is. So you saying yes to getting some prep work done or squeezing in a quick half an hour to mark like four things off your list just to build some momentum and feel good tomorrow. That's real. I do that too sometimes. But in that half an hour, hour that you're doing work, what are you saying no to?
1: Yep. Right.
0: And I think that's huge.
1: I love that question. I feel like I learn, I'm able to adopt new practices or healthy behavior so well through asking myself questions which is what draws that awareness so I love that question like I said the Glennon Doyle one paraphrased it or whatever but I really love if I'm saying yes to this what am I saying no to that's that's awesome we
0: use that a lot a lot at work and I think and model that like and it is okay if someone at work says can you do this and you're saying well I was planning on doing this and that transparency like My goal for today was to get this done. If I say yes to what you're asking me, that means that this thing won't get done today. And then that might be a conversation. Like, do you guys agree that letting that go or this thing takes priority? And sometimes they ask us to do something and we tell them what we planned on doing. And they're like, oh, yeah, never mind. That is important. I'll figure out someone else to do this other task. So it's been really empowering. It's been super empowering to, like, you can't keep saying yes to everything because something's going to fall.
1: I love that. One thing I definitely wanted to talk about before we um, close out, this is probably like obvious, but the entire idea of work-life balance, work-life integration or harmony <laughs> is going yeah. to look different from season to season. So like you, we can't have the expectation that maybe we do have a season where we're able to be super present in life and that's feels so good and awesome, but also being aware that it's probably not always going to look like that and vice versa. Um, Another podcast that I listened to today and we'll definitely link in the show notes um, by Jay Shetty. I love him. He shared this thing that was kind of a light bulb moment for me and he said we would need to be very clear on what our expectations for work-life balance are so that we can A, get very clear on them and make them realistic. And something that this made me think of. He was saying it in the sense that. If we're expecting that we're going to have. 50% of our life at work. And 50% of our life at home. Or 50% of our energy. In either place. And then when, when that doesn't happen. We're feeling really freaking pissed off. And we're thinking. I have no free time ever. Because we had this false expectation. Or unrealistic yes. expectation yes. from the start. And it made me think of. Like that's true with anything in life. If I'm expecting this super awesome gift for my birthday and then that I don't get that <laughs> gift, I'm, I'm like so disappointed where maybe if I didn't like set that unrealistic expectation or expectation to begin with, I wouldn't be dealing with that. And so just the same if we're set, we're, it's almost like we're setting ourselves up for failure if we think we're going to exist in this perfect balance.
0: Oh, totally. And I think giving ourselves... Race. And like none of, in retrospect, I'm kind of thinking that maybe some of this is like if you're not able to shut off work, you're not prioritizing the right things in life. And that's not where I'm meaning to come from at all because I agree. Like there are seasons and there are times and, you know, the start of school for me is like really nuts. Or there's, every educator knows, like October and like April, those are hard months. Like they feel like they're four times longer than any other month. There's no Thanksgiving or Christmas break. There's no spring break. There's no, like it is long and hard. And kids are done honeymooning and they're showing their true colors. So we know that certain seasons are more difficult or more time consuming, or not even my time, but like my level of like mental or emotional exhaustion is higher. And if I can be transparent with that and be realistic in my own expectations of I'm not going to necessarily have the mental or emotional bandwidth to be my best self in every setting I'm in. And that is what it is. And that's okay. And that means that like I reset November. So if, yeah, I think that expectation and then that transparency of communicating that with those around us um, allows for more realistic Grace and understanding for ourselves and for others.
1: Expectation and transparency are just two of the many things we've mentioned today. So it's like there's so much here, and I definitely feel like I was jumping around like crazy because I have so many notes. Um, And we're not saying that this is like a formula, like this is maybe what's worked for us or our stance on things. But I really would be curious to hear what. Works for other people, their thoughts on what we've said, or if there's anything that they would like to add to it.
0: Yeah, I think the last thing that I did as I was waiting for you to hop on, even, was I embrace this idea of a brain dump, and how freeing that is. So and they're so pretty. Oh, some of them. (laughs) I will say though, like I, my mind was kind of racing. I had a conversation with my boss like on my drive home today, and so I. I am a notorious note taker, and I wasn't taking notes, and we were having this really good conversation about, like, problem solving a couple situations, and so before you hopped on, I was like, okay, I'm in a quick brain dump, and I, like, wrote down some notes, of like, what came from that conversation, it's going to need to be X, Y, Z on my list for tomorrow, not for tonight, but for tomorrow, but me just brain dumping, let myself breathe a little, because if I would have waited, then by the time I got to work tomorrow, I'd be kind of stressed out, like, wait, did I remember everything we talked about, not necessarily. So the idea of, like, I'm feeling stressed. I feel like I have a million things that are going to be on my to-do list for tomorrow. Like, to take five minutes to brain dump that on a piece of paper. But and having then put a it in my work bag. It. Yeah, and then put it in my work bag and I'll do it tomorrow. Or, like, if I'm at work, this could go the opposite way. I'm like, okay, i got to schedule this appointment and pay this bill and call this person and get the dog groomed and all these things. And if I can just take three minutes to brain dump that and set it aside like that alone frees up some mental load instead of not honoring that I'm having these thoughts and feelings and need to all these things are swirling okay give yourself an outlet and then it's going to make it um, more feasible to address those things later instead of being stressed that you're going to forget about something or hyper focused on that and not able to shift your focus to something else so I am a giant 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 proponent of brain dumps and that does help me maintain some boundaries because I can do a home brain dump while I'm at work or a work brain dump while I'm at home without it costing me hours and hours of time Um. but it also feeds into being productive when I am at work because I have all the pre-thinking done for some of the situations
1: right and just a pro tip that we've both said we do I text myself all the time Like, hey, Siri, text Maddie Kozlowski, because as you said, that's allowing me to take whatever task is coming up in my brain and just put it somewhere else. I'm not doing the work right now, but I'm going to see it when I have this time and the space to do so.
0: Yeah, I think it's giving ourselves honoring a need and a thought and not thinking that we're crazy or spiraling, but and giving an outlet to that. And then giving ourselves grace that just because we have the thought doesn't mean that we have to act on it in that moment.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I do see my texts to myself and I'm like, come on, girl, that wasn't that important. But you know, it made (laughs) me feel better at the time. (laughs)
0: It did. It did. And that's important too. So anything that works for you. Yeah. I think this whole idea is a struggle and we've listed like a million reasons why this is a struggle. This changes throughout seasons. It looks different depending on what your job is or what your home life is. And so none of this um, is going to be the same for anyone. But for me, my two biggest tips are like, it'll be there tomorrow and brain dump if needed. Like those are probably the two that I use the most frequently, um, followed by like scheduling time Work and personal for things that are important,
1: and I'll take your word for it. Because as I said early on, I'm still working on this one. (laughs) (laughs) It's not
0: perfect. It is not perfect, but it's. I'm getting, making progress in it for sure.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you everybody again. Let us know what topics you want to hear. We are loving, hearing everybody's reviews or thoughts on the show. The ratings are so appreciated. So. Yeah, we appreciate you. Keep listening.
0: Keep sharing. We'll talk to you soon. We're loving this. Thanks, guys.